Welcome to the Truth and Liberty broadcast. We believe we have a mandate to bring godly change to our nation and the world through the seven spheres or mountains of influence. To further this cause, we give away a product every week that will empower you to get involved in changing your life and changing our world. You can register for our weekly giveaway by subscribing at truthandliberty.net. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly updates on guests, news, and much more. This is an interactive live cast and we welcome your questions. To ask a question during the live cast, use the comment or chat features. Now get ready to dive into this week's topics with our hosts on location in Colorado, USA. Hello and welcome to the Truth and Liberty Livecast. I'm Karen Conrad and I'm in for Richard Harris tonight. And I gotta tell you, it is such an honor and a blessing to be hosting tonight. So we are so excited about all that is happening with Truth and Liberty. And we wanna thank you for tuning in tonight and supporting Truth and Liberty. Do you know you are in for such a treat tonight. We have got Billy Epperhart and Chad Franzen here talking about how to build wealth for the kingdom. And Billy Epperhart is the CEO for Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College, as well as the founder and CEO of Everything Wealth Builders. So Billy, how about if you greet everybody tonight? Hey, well, I just want to welcome everybody and I'm looking forward to this time together. We're going to talk about some powerful things in the economy and where I believe we're going in 2023 and 2024. So I'm looking forward to being with you tonight. Uh, thank you so much, Billy. And we have Chad Franzen, who is the co-founder and CEO of Wealth Builders Investments. Welcome, Chad. Hey, Karen. I'm really excited to be on Truth and Liberty uh, with you and Billy. And I love this program and it's my second time. So excited to be here with you all. Awesome. Well, we are going to cover some things tonight. You know, there's so much going on with the economy and these guys are the experts. They're going to make sense of it and also share with us what our position is during this time and actually an opportunity for what Billy says is a gr the great wealth transfer. And so this is going to be very encouraging for you, very enlightening. And I'm just going to share with you a few things before we get started. First of all, your best view experience is to go on truthandliberty.net. You can watch all of the episodes, not only the live one, but the past ones, and then you can be sure that you are not going to be censored. Uh, it's kind of interesting. We touch on some topics and sometimes we go into maybe YouTube jail is what someone said. So you can always know that you can watch all the content. Also, the website of Truth and Liberty is full of information for you. Boy, the team does so much to put pertinent articles out there and not only things that are maybe created here in the Ministry of Truth and Liberty, but things from other sources so that you have a one-stop shop to find out what is happening in the world and what do you need to know. There's a couple new resources that have been added recently. So you can go to truthandliberty.net and get the Cultural Research Center's American Values Study on the midterm elections. That sounds really interesting. 
also Citizens for Renewing America, which is about combating critical race theory in your community. These are important things that we need to be aware of, and we're so grateful that Truth and Liberty makes sure those resources are available for us. Also, we have all sorts of events that are coming up. Andrew has so many events happening. I'll tell you, there's so much going on between Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College. It's exciting, and this is what's just ahead. In uh, Orlando on February 9th, Andrew's going to be joined by Ashley and Carly Terradez at the Orlando Gospel Truth Concert, uh, Conference. Excuse me. That's February 9th, and you can register for that at awmi.net forward slash events. Also, the men's advance is coming up on March 9th through the 11th. We've got Andrew Walmack, Tony Dungy, James Brown, and our very own Billy Epperhart. You don't want to miss that. Go to awmi.net forward slash events. And then we've got campus days coming up March 15th through the 17th. And you can go to that same website and register. Also, one of the things that we do on Truth and Liberty every week is we have a free giveaway. So so last week, our winner was James Hart. Congratulations, James. You won Andrew's book, More Grace, More Favor. And this week, our giveaway is Lessons from David. This is a great resource for leaders. And the way that you can be eligible to win this resource mm -hmm. is to uh, subscribe at truthandliberty.net forward slash subscribe. Or if you're already on Truth and Liberty, please email email list, you are already in that drawing and you have a chance to win. Also, this is an interactive uh, live cast and we want to hear questions from you. So what we do is we spend about 45 minutes sharing information and we reserve the last 15 minutes to take your questions. So if you are watching on truthandliberty.net live, you can go ahead and post those questions in the comments. If you're watching on social media, YouTube or Facebook, go ahead and enter your question in comments and we have an entire team that is standing by and they're bringing those questions forward and we'll answer as many of those as possible. Also, Truth and Liberty is what we call a 501c4. And the way that you can support Truth and Liberty is through becoming a member. And so if you believe in what Truth and Liberty is doing, I'll tell you, it is great seed for you to sow into something that is making a difference in this country and really in the world. Go to truthandliberty.net forward slash donate. And I'm really excited to see that we also have a foundation. So if you are interested in giving to the foundation, go to truthandliberty.foundation. And I'll tell you that money will be used to keep the message going forward. And we're so grateful for Andrew and Truth and Liberty for getting the truth out there with information that we need to know. Also, sometimes when we discuss things, there are people you need prayer. And we've got a whole prayer uh, team that is standing by. So if you would like prayer tonight, you can click on the prayer button and share your prayer request. Also, if you want to 
talk to somebody, maybe you've got questions about something that you're hearing, or you want to connect with someone personally for prayer, you can call 719-635-1111. All right, guys. Well, we are so excited to get into this tonight. And I just, I know you guys really well. And I just want to share, if you want to know something about wealth, building wealth God's way, these are the guys. And so, Billy, I'm going to turn it on over to you. Well, Karen, tonight what we'd like to do is just show some uh, slides. We're, we're not going to do too many, but we want to show a couple of things, I think, that allows people to understand where we are right now in, in the economy and really give people a perspective. You know, uh, in these times of the Great Awakening, the third Great Awakening that's, that's happening, uh, you have to remember that really something like the Third Great Awakening, those awakenings, Great Awakenings, they're not just revivals, what some people call, they're really reformations. And it's when institutions actually get reformed. And, you know, we see the 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 wokeness and the, the really, in, in many instances, the anti-Christian and anti-scriptural stands that, that many are taking in society today and, and e even a lot of financial institutions. We want to talk about that. But before we get into that, I want to just show a couple of, I think, charts and graphs that'll help us kind of understand where we are. So let's go ahead, Chad, and put up that first one. And this, this shows kind of where we've been well, and basically, this is a combination of home and stock values. The orange line that you see is, is a combination of home values. That's real estate, single-family real estate. And then the stock market itself, primarily the S&P 500. And we can see, and the yellow line is interest rates. And you can see that big peak way back over there on the left side. That was back in 1980 when Reagan raised the rates and then interest rates have been coming down. You can follow that yellow line all the way down to the very bottom there. And that's where we all right now have been, right? And now interest rates, the Fed has begun to raise interest rates. And if you notice at the top, you can see on the orange line how much the assets have come down, almost in direct correlation to the interest rates. So one of the things that I want to say to everyone watching is this, is that we have never had the, the lowest interest rates we have ever had in history, in history. And the U.S. have been in our, right here in our recent lifetime. And that's in that, where that yellow line goes all the way down to the bottom there, right in between 2018 and 2022, going into 22. You can see how low, how low interest rates were. And you can see how fast asset prices have gone up. That means the price of assets, that's both houses and the stock market, both have gone up because the cheapest money that we've had ever in history has been in the market. And, uh, and in addition to low interest rates, we've also had high money supply. That means there's more dollar bills in the economy uh, than we've ever had. And most of those, if not all of those came but most of those, the majority of all of those came during the two stimuluses that came from the COVID period. And so right now we've got the most money and it's the cheapest it's ever been in history. And that makes uh, assets like real estate, uh, single family housing, and of course, 
stocks as well as many other types of assets go up. And so I want to give you a perspective of where we are right now uh, tonight quickly. We're going to go. Let's go to the next slide. And Chad, do you have anything here on this one? No, I mean, I, I think you've hit it pretty well. I, I think we'll talk a little more later on how we think this impacts 23 and 24, but that's, I think, what everyone's curious about. I think we all recognize the chart, but I think the next 12 to 18 months is going to be pretty pivotal, pivotal in the economy. Absolutely. All right, let's look at the next one. And this one that we just had uh, showing asset prices again, and this is asset prices you'll see at the top of this slide, the biggest asset bubble ever like the other one. And this again, the yellow line, once again, is housing and stock values together. But now it's actually compared to the gross domestic product. Basically, the way to think of the gross, uh, gross domestic product is, for example, if you think about your own household, and you think about the income that your household has, and in many cases, it's two people working, so maybe a husband and a wife here that are working, and then you think about your total income together. Well, the gross domestic product is the total income of the United States household. So in other words, it means this is what the U.S. produces uh, in, in goods and services. And you can see that the gross, gross domestic product, for example, has been on a pretty steady line. You see where it went down right there in COVID. You see that really sharp drop in 2020. Uh, there, yeah, right there on the blue line. But you can see that it's been pretty steady. But then if you go, if, if you look right above between, start at about 2012, and you go straight up to the yellow line from 2012, you see how fast that yellow line has accelerated. And the reason, so we weren't producing any more income. What was happening was interest rates were just being, were, were the, the interest rates on the money were so much cheaper, more people were able to borrow it. It wasn't that the country was producing any more goods and services, maybe just a little, you can see the trend line. But what was really happening was, was that there was more money in the economy and it was cheap money. And that big, the big jump that happened in 2020 from 2020 on, that was a combination of money supply and low interest rates. And so the point we're, we're wanting you to see is we have been in an asset bubble and we're gonna show you some things here in a second that will help with that. But I want everybody to see kind of where we've been. So there's some things that we can do as Christians and as consumers and as investors to help take advantage of kind of where some of these things are. We'll go to the next slide if we can uh, here. And then we're gonna look at this slide. And this is, this is the S&P 500. And again, on the yellow line that we saw a minute ago, this particular graph is basically ending. This is a current graph right in January of 2023. Uh, and I think that's a there on the green. There's about 3,900 where the market's been. And I wanted you to see how much it had it had bounced up. If you look at it, you can see how much the market has been been climbing, been climbing, been climbing. And then we hit a peak right there at the top. And then you can see how it's been coming down ever since the Fed has been raising interest rates. And let's go to the next slide. And here's the one, Chad, 
the this one I think uh, as we talk about this, if you look way to the left of this of this uh, chart over on the left side, you'll see zero, one, two, three. This is basically uh, that two there represents two percent inflation, which is where the Fed, the U.S. Fed, has wanted us to be. And you come across and you can see how they've managed it. Back, going back to 2013, they've been managing it in that 2% range. And then when we get over here, really right after COVID, you can see the COVID into that, that, that little narrow gray bar that goes all the way to the top. Uh, that, that's when, that's March of 2020, when, when basically we went into an instant recession and then we came, we came back out of it. And this blue line represents all of our consumer goods going up, including energy and food. That's the blue line. And you can see since they started raising rates, that inflation now, if you go to the far right of the graph, that inflation has now come down to about six and a half percent, which it, which was the last uh, uh, reading that we had here just about two weeks ago, a little less than two weeks ago. And then the red one is just simply taking out food and energy. So the point that I'm making is, is they and, uh, and Chad, Chad, I wanted you to comment here on this one where we talk about uh, double dip. Uh, inflation. Why, why don't you comment yeah. on that? Yeah, that's a real powerful chart. Both of those back to back. You know, we share a lot of those in our wealth builders conferences. But one of the things, and I think everyone recognizes this intuitively, is that you know your home values have gone up. You know, maybe your four hundred one k has gone up in value. But that huge line where it goes straight up, that's you know, Billy, as we know, that is the federal government printing US dollars, right? Absolutely. And so they're they're printing money. And so if you have, I don't care if it's a box of pencils, but if you've got a million of them, um, you, the more supply you have, the less demand there is. And so printing that amount of money to get us out of COVID was, you know, I think one of the many mistakes that was made at the government level. And so that's what's led to that stark rise in inflation. Now, Billy, I was sharing with you a little bit. I've done some research on inflation and the two prior periods where we had really high inflation, you can go back to World War II, uh, you know, right? The greatest generation, we come out of World War II, there's the building boom. Uh, there was a really high spike in inflation and then it came down and then it went back up to actually higher than what it was before. And then also, if you look in the 1970s, early 1970s, we had the oil crisis, uh, Iran hostage issue, uh, same thing. You've got Nixon in office, inflation goes up, it starts to get under control, and then it goes back up to higher where it was before. So we call that internally double dip inflation. So for viewers on Truth and Liberty, what we want to express is there is a lot of concern we have that even though the media is telling us, oh, inflation's under control, it's going back to that 2% number, Billy, that you yep. mentioned, history actually tells us a different story that it may actually go back up before it goes back to that equilibrium number. So we'll talk about that a little later, but that could lead to a lot more pain for us economically. Yeah, and that, and honestly, as 
as we talk about coming into 2023, this is January of 2023, and then where the economy is going to be 2023, late 2023, going into 2024. I think uh, that it's that it's there's a high probability uh, of recession. And matter of fact, we've already been in recessionary territory just by simply by looking at the consumer price index along with the gross domestic product and looking at where we are, we we really have already been there. But the effects of that that I think are that we could have a really hard, hard landing recession as opposed to a soft landing, which then we need to have wisdom on on what to do and how to take advantage of that. So as we look at Chad and a couple more of these graphs here, I think these next graphs are actually on real estate, and we'll kind of talk about where we are with real estate, and I, I think those are the next ones. Well, this one first is this is actually the way that consumer credit has gone up. And this I wanted to put this one in here because you can see that right after COVID, how the consumer credit, kind of the economy stalled. But, and this is basically consumer credit with households. And so what, what we find is that the amount of credit that has been extended or has been given out by institutions and and has been taken by families in America, you can see how drastically during this inflationary period and what we're calling this asset bubble has, you can see how that credit has gone up. And that means simply that households have gotten in a lot more debt than they were in. It's been very dramatic because the cost of goods and services have dramatically gone up. And because of that, what this shows us is that people have been using uh, basically consumer credit to be able to keep up with, uh, with the cost of inflation and the cost of goods and services that has, uh, you know, that has hit American households. Now, truthfully, this is happening all over the world. So we see inflation all over the world uh, uh, as far as I've done in my research, I don't know that we that are that any uh, countries are have been immune from this. It's just everywhere you look, you know, you can see it. And so this kind of shows us where we're coming. And then if you take Chad's comments of this bounce in inflation that could come back, the bounce in inflation comes back. That is definitely a hard landing as far as recessionary times. And that means that people, the, you know, in that context, people have to use consumer credit in many cases to continue to live and do what they need to do. So let's go to the next slide for a second. Hey, Billy, can I ask you a quick question yeah. about that slide? Yeah. Does that include home equity lines of credit in that previous slide? Yeah, it's all securitized credit or and or open credit that has been extended. And so what you're seeing is people are using home equity lines, they're using credit cards, they're using home equity lines of credit. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're also, you know, some of this represents actual installment debt, but the majority of it uh, is is securitized in the context of, of uh, mortgage and or not mortgage like purchase mortgage, right. but more the second mortgage kind of debt or home equity line of credit as well as credit cards and so you're seeing this happen uh, 
really across the economy. And when you look at how drastic this is, Karen, you can see that people, I, I think there's some mindset here, well, maybe this is just short term, uh, which typically recessions, you know, they don't, they don't typically last, for example, more than 18 months to 24 months typically. And so, but, but it shows you here that all of that, some of that stimulus money has now washed through all the printing of the dollar bills. The dollar bills are still there, but it's washed through and now they're coming back. And instead of the government giving it to us, they're having to borrow to be able to have that same, same standard of living. Wow, thank you. So uh, then we're just gonna do a couple more. We're not gonna bore people, but I think these next couple of ones on real estate, this is mortgage applications. So this shows you just almost the opposite in the sense of these, these are called purchase mortgages. So you can see the drastic drop right here that we're looking at in purchase mortgages. And if you look down at the bottom, I believe that last date down there on the bottom, I think it's January of 24, I think that's right. And, but where it's actually, uh, Right now, that one is January of 2023. So that's how low that the actual purchase mortgage applications. That means people who want to buy a home, they're applying for a mortgage, what we call a purchase mortgage, owner-occupant purchase mortgage. That is, is how far down uh, the mortgage applications have come. So what that really says is that real estate has come to a halt as far as uh, I mean, it's not completely stopped, but it has slowed down dramatically from where it was. I mean, if you if you go back and look, you know, we, we had reached the peak right there in 2021. 22 is where those house prices got so high right there. Now, the good news is those applications haven't, weren't near like they were in 2008. If you go back to 06, 07, 08, when you get back in there where it's really high, 04, 05, 06, and 07, if you go in there and look, it, and, that, and then it's come down, and now it's come back to where it was really on the bottom after that. Uh, and that's why that line's drawn there, because it's taking you to the bottom of where the crisis was. And we're kind of, just so everybody knows, I think this is a powerful graph, Karen, because it's actually showing that purchase mortgage applications in January of 2023 are where they were at the bottom of the crisis. Yeah, that's really impactful. And even with, like refinances were so strong in the low interest rate environment. So when you think about the mortgage industry and the real estate industry, not only have purchases slowed down, but the refinances have slowed down and you see it shift over into the home equity lines of credit. You know, speaking Absolutely. of that, one thing when you're showing that first graph, I thought it was interesting because when we've been in this market where we're, you know, we got used to the two and 3%, as you look at the average of, of interest rates, and of course I was in banking 25 years, we knew that that is not realistic. But yet when right. people maybe even getting into the market started to think that was normal, I think that's a really strong message and understanding too. The interest rate environment today for mortgages is actually more normal than it has been yeah. over the past several years. Yeah, no, it is. And actually your normal rate's about 6%, right? Yes. So we're kind of, 
historically we're talking about. Yes. So, you know, you're kind of in there. And of course we, you know, I lived back in, <laughs> I'm only 39, but I, I lived back, you know, and I saw in the eighties, those interest rates where Reagan raised them and you had to get, you know, your, your, those mortgage rates. I mean, they shot up and we, you know, we used to say, man, if we could get a, a mortgage, a 30 year mortgage for 9%, man, we thought we were in hog heaven back in those days. <laughs> But interest rates really have been coming down since the time, really since 1980. And interest rates have come down from 1980 all the way down to where we've been in 2022. And that has caused asset prices to, you know, to go up. And so I think as we talk about this, one of the things I know that Chad and I want to just share as well is, is uh, you know, the importance as a Christian to know to know what we're doing and to be aware of the times, you know, that we're actually living in. And I think if we recognize those times and and we we use some wisdom about what we're doing. And so people ask me if we take real estate, for example, you know, people ask, well, Billy, you know, what do you think I ought to do? Well, I say, you know, if you're going to if you're looking to buy a home to live in, and you're going to live in it for say at least seven years or something. Then if you find something you like, it's you know, then if and you want to buy it now, that's fine. I think for people who can wait, we're going to have much better prices. That uh, I think that'll come to us in another six to twelve months. It just takes a, a while for these these the raise in interest rates to have an effect on us. I do believe that. You know, let me just say this. If we get the double dip on inflation where it goes back up, then we haven't seen, we're not, you know, we may get up in that 9% 30-year mortgage money uh, that, you know, and that means the Fed is continuing to raise the rate uh, at which they're lending to banks, which definitely the whole idea behind that is to slow the economy down. And very candidly, so everybody knows, it's to slow the job market down. And they're doing all of that so that that prices and inflation does not get away from us. But the impact of that is we can take advantage because that means these asset prices that have been in such a strong bubble, that means that these uh, some of these assets, including the stock market and especially real estate, will have to come down in order to kind of bring some equilibrium into the asset market. That's great. And, you know, as we look at the real estate market, one of the things, Billy, that you have shared in chat as well, we explain to people that there are opportunities there, but we have to discern where those opportunities are. And uh, switching gears just a bit, I was just thinking about Wealth Builders Investments. Billy and Chad, and we all know that Billy does not need more to do, right, Billy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we tease him about that. But really, you chose, you saw this is a, a really important thing is to um, really start Wealth Builders Investments. And Chad, you've always had a heart for that, too. Well, I would love for you to explain why did you start Wealth Builders Investments? You know, why now amidst the turbulence? And just explain the mm -hmm. heart behind it and really the purpose of Wealth Builders Investments. Well, uh, you know, uh, Lance Walnow is the one who introduced uh, Chad and I, and Lance has been on, of course, Truth and Liberty quite often over the course of since its inception. And um, I really, I really was looking for someone because I had it in my heart 
that I really believe the Lord was leading us to steward kingdom wealth. And not only to show people how to build wealth, but to show people who who already have experienced uh, a level of success. And we have many, many of those who come to us really every week. And Chad, when I, when I met Chad, um, there was a connection that he and I had, really a connection in the spirit as well as practically speaking. And, uh, and so we have developed, he and I together, Wealth Builder Investments, and today it, it has grown tremendously. And, uh, and Chad is the one who has done a ton of research and has done a lot of work on us finding what we call pro-values, kingdom-based, kingdom in alignment, and biblically responsible investing. And so, Chad, I thought I'd stop here for a minute and just let you share some about what we've done with that and what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been in financial services industry for over 20 years, going on 22 years, and and worked for a lot of different Wall Street type brokerage firms and, and independent brokerage firms. And, you know, really, you know, we talk about divine connections and God opening do the door for things at the right time. And I think that's what this was, is when we think about this transfer of wealth that's happening there's a real need in the financial services industry for people who will walk with truth and integrity and really guide others, much like a pastor guides a church, but in a financial sense on, hey, how do I manage my money or my business in a way that follows the, the principles of Christ? And we call that being biblically responsible or pro-values. And, you know, Billy and Karen, you know, there's, uh, only about 8% of the money that is managed by Christians in, in the stock market, the bond market, you know, kind of we call paper assets, only about 8% of the money that's controlled by Christians is invested in any way using a faith-driven principle, if you will. So that stat has to change. And I think, you know, programs like Truth and Liberty and the work that Wealth Builders does is really to promote people for that awareness, right? Of just like voting, uh, we need to invest with our ethics for Jesus, just like we vote with our ethics for Jesus. So that's really the heart behind Wealth Builders Investments. And it is a fully registered investment advisor. We call it a full service. You know, we can really help people. How do we promote giving? You know, I know Billy at, at uh, Karis Bible College, there's a little small building program going on there. And, you know, we have a lot of people who want to know, how do I create a financial plan where I can give the most effectively to things like Karis Bible College or their local church or any number of things? And uh, I know you and I are really passionate about what I call being a kingdom investor. And that's really the heart behind it. Yeah. So we're excited about that, Karen, and I know as we as we share that, and you know, Chad, I, I just want to say this, we're a, we're basically a full service, what's called RIA, and it's because of Chad, and he's the one with the experience in that field, and there was a divine connection, as he said, that came, and so really right now, as we're sitting here on the Truth and Liberty Night, really the rest is history. It's already happened and is taking place, and uh, I think right now, though, the Truthfully, there's going to be a phenomenal transfer of wealth. And, and that transfer is not only during this third great awakening, but there's a lot of 
of older baby boomers that are, and even parents, excuse me, parents of baby boomers that have been transferring wealth. And so I think I saw a statistic here not too long ago where, where we're talking billions and billions of dollars that are being transferred uh, just now into hands. And we need it going into hands that understand biblically responsible kingdom impact and pro values investing. And so uh, we've really made a concerted effort, and Chad, with along with all of the groups that he hires out uh, for, who, do, who do the research for us, have really come up with some strong proprietary lists there that we have regarding pro values. Yeah, and you guys have put together a resource that we actually want to offer free to viewers tonight, and it is the Pro Values Index, and you actually name names of company and so Chad, <laughs> companies. So Chad, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. It sounds like wow, you did what? But this is an amazing resource. Yeah. Well, it might put a target on our backs, but you know, it's the old saying when you name names. Um, you know, the, the cream rises to the top. So we just felt like, you know, even for my uh, myself personally, I want to know what I'm spending my money in. But but investing, let's be clear, investing is a form of ownership. And so Jesus talks a lot about the parable of the talents and, and, the, and the manager parable about about stewarding things and and spending money at Starbucks is one thing, but investing in Starbucks where you actually own shares of a public company that is woke, um, that's a whole nother level of responsibility. So what we did, we created the Pro Values Index and we named names of the top 30 companies that we want to boycott uh, because they do not support biblical marriage or pro-life. Uh, they don't have fair policies for employees uh, against human trafficking and other things. But we also highlighted 30 companies, and these are just public companies, U.S. and global, that you would know. You know, these are household names. So we also listed 30 companies that we want to promote, companies that have Christian CEOs that have really strong policies um, that support biblical ethics and First and Second Amendment rights and things of that nature. So that's a great list. We'd love to make that available to you. And um, you, know, you can go to Wealth Builders, uh, to the Wealth Builders website on the screen to get a copy of that. And you know, one thing, probably the biggest question we get, I'd say the two biggest questions we get, Billy, from people when we speak is, uh, they wanna know about gold and real estate, right? But the second thing I get the most questions on is, well, Chad, what bank should I have my money with? And yeah. uh, I mean, I bet I get that every other webinar or every other conference yeah. because so many of the banks that hold our money are absolutely involved in woke agenda, progressive liberalism, and yet our own money is sitting at their banks. And, and that needs to change. Yeah, it really does. I mean, there, there are some of the big banks that are that are that are more woke than actually some of the uh, other companies uh, in the S&P 500 that we're talking about. In fact, I was looking on my phone here. That's why I got my head. I was looking on my phone. I sent myself, you know, how you come across an article uh, and you can email it. I sent, and I can't remember the name of the bank, but I sent an article to myself where there was a bank recently 
that uh, many of the, not just shareholders, but the customers uh, addressed the fact that the bank was going woke. They were doing that. They were trending in the same way. And they, Chad, believe this or not, they actually listened to their customers. And they actually came back to to Christian values. So, I, yeah, here it is. Christian investors celebrate yeah, when it's debanking trend. It was in the Christian Post. And, uh, yeah. and there was, did you see that? Yeah. And I did. So, yeah, I saw that article. Yeah. And so it, it came in, and I, I think it's called M&T Bank, which yeah. I was going to see, but Anyway, to read it is making me put my email in. So it's M and T Bank. Uh, I'm not, but I thought that was that was interesting that they actually listened to their customers and 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 uh, change their policies. Yeah. That's awesome. That's huge. And, and the more the more public companies we can invest in and be advocates for the, the way voting goes for board of directors and, and and things like that. That's another part of investing when we think about that of, it's not only do I wanna not invest in, in companies that are um, putting terrible things out there, you know, like Disney or, or, or something, but I also wanna invest in companies where I can be an advocate for change, uh, for, for human flourishing, right? That does not devalue human life, that doesn't um, attack Christianity directly, you know, right? You, these don't have to be Christian companies like Hobby Lobby, but, but companies that will be neutral or at least support biblical values. And that's a lot of what we do at Wealth Builders Investments is, you know, we help families create a kingdom financial plan and know what type of assets. And I know many people, Billy, probably saw your charts and they're like, oh my goodness, my eyes are glazing over. And, <laughs> and what, what I wanna tie together is two things, one, that's really the heart behind Wealth Builders and Wealth Builders Investments is we want to help you understand how to take these charts that sometimes go over our heads. Uh, we have to hear them seven times, um, but also recognize that in great times of economic chaos, economic uncertainty, it's a great opportunity, right? And so much like the sons of Issachar, we talk about this in our coaching meetings, right, Karen and Billy, and it's, it's just understanding the time and then knowing where to pivot, what to wait for, and now we're gonna have the opportunity to manage more talents in the parable, manage more wealth, to then go make a kingdom impact. So I'm excited that a lot of this chaos is gonna give us opportunities. I wanna encourage viewers, you know, don't run for the hills and stick your head in the sand uh, you really need to be careful of listening to what the media says because they're not reporting everything as we know to be as they truly are. That's really good. And it just really brings up that wealth builders, Billy and Becky started wealth builders and the, the mission is making sense of making money for making a difference. And so as uh, Billy and Becky and like Chad tonight educate 
What's really unique about what Billy and Becky have put together is they're committed to providing us with the how-tos in addition to understanding where God wants us to prosper. But they actually lay out through Wealth Builders and our entire team how to get there. And I think that message, Chad, is so key. You know, if we were just looking at the charts alone or hearing the news, we would want to put our head in the sand. But in this, yeah, right? But in this, um, you and Billy, and Billy, you talk about this a lot. You really feel that coming up here is the greatest opportunity for wealth transfer. And you help us to understand how to look for that opportunity, not in fear, but in faith. So can you share a little bit about the opportunity you're seeing coming up here uh, during this season? Well, I think what we're gonna have an opportunity to do is just you know just the old uh, the old classic uh, economics lesson, which is you buy low, right? And so we're going to have an opportunity because I think asset prices are going to are going to come down uh, when we look at you know even even some uh, we've talked about the stock market and we've talked about uh, real estate, for example. Uh, but there's even even now I think gold is kind of it's kind of held up. And uh, crypto, of course, has kind of taken a bath in recent days. We haven't talked a lot about that tonight, and maybe we have time. Maybe we will if we have a question on it. But I think, first of all, the whole buy low part, that's where you learn to invest in things and just position yourself to be able to take an advantage of depressed prices. And then the, and then the second part really is more about understanding how you take an asset of lower value that we teach and how to how to bring that asset into a higher value place. So for example, you could buy a piece of real estate at a lower value as as these uh as I believe this is going to happen in this uh this next coming recession, it'll happen as a part of the great awakening. You can buy low and then you can improve that property. You can improve it and at some point in here in the future, it's it can go up dramatically uh in value as well. So that's just an example, a classic way. Then there's other bigger macroeconomics that I think uh, are going to happen as well, where there's opportunity. And uh, some of this during this is also just positioning yourself personally to really catch the correct wave. And that is coming for a lot. That's why the Bible's very, I mean, that's, that's gonna be open to all of us. And that's why the Bible says, that it's very important that we understand that we first of all get knowledge and then we we develop understanding through practice and then of course we walk in wisdom and know what to do in times like this so i think many christians today they need to be more active in learning to invest in themselves and learning to grow themselves in an understanding and don't don't just don't just you know go go toward the latest greatest thing that somebody's talking about i see a lot of ignorance in the body of Christ around economics and finance, and they don't really understand how to position themselves properly. And so that's the mission of Wealth Builders. It's the mission, the mission of Wealth Builders Investments, and all that we do there is to try to help people get an understanding of that. That's awesome. And we actually have an opportunity coming up at Wealth Builders and it's February 17th through the 19th. We've got the Wealth Builders Conference where we talk about investments, we talk about business, 
real estate. It's inspirational. It's uh, going to provide a lot of education. It's an opportunity to get around people that hear that sound in the spirit that you describe, Billy, that you really feel um, that God is, is calling people into this place. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested, we've got that in person in Denver or by live stream, and you can go to wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. Uh, we're working on the schedule today and it, it's really going to be an amazing conference. And Billy, maybe you wanna comment on that. And if you could just share that sound in the spirit that you talk about, it's, it's really powerful. Yeah, I think, you know, there is a sound in the spirit and, and I call it a marketplace sound that I believe is happening in the body of Christ. And when you understand mm -hmm. any of the teachings on the seven mountains that our my cousin Lance does, Lance Wallnow, on the seven mountains right now in the economic, in the business mountain, in the economic mountain, there's definitely a marketplace sound because really to function in any of the other six mountains, you need money, you need finance. And so to have an understanding, you don't have to be an economist, but you need to have an understanding of uh, like the sons of Issachar who knew what to do. And so I just encourage everybody to develop in this time toward that. And there, there's a sound that's being made. And uh, that that sound, it's like a dog whistle where, you know, you blow and the dogs can hear it, but humans can. It's kind of like a whistle in the spirit. And I believe that it really is a sound of the third great awakening of what God is doing in the earth and what he's what he, what his desire is to position the body of Christ and those in the body of Christ to be able to get in position to do what he wants to do during this time of the third great awakening. And so at Wealth Builders, we help people to be able to find that. As a matter of fact, one of the things I'm going to talk about that I've never taught on at Wealth Builders this year is I'm really going to talk about the importance of your purpose in prosperity and how that, though, now I'm going to talk about, in fact, I'm sharing uh, two messages I've never shared ever anywhere before. I'm going to share some teachings at Wealth Builders this year that I really believe, at least for my life, have been life-changing. Wow, Billy, that's awesome. I, I tell Billy, it's like, I don't know how much more is in this guy, but he keeps getting this revelation and things keep coming out of him that is just, I've never heard before. So I'd really encourage you, if this is resonating with you, come and be a part of this conference. Again, it's wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. All right, guys, are you ready to answer some questions? We are. Hey, let me say this, Karen, to get the pro values index, I think they put that up. But that is, I think, based on the lower thirds, uh, you can go to wealthbuilders.org front slash invest, or you can go to, oh, excuse me, wealthbuilders.net. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Right. Wealthbuilders.net front slash invest. And so it's, it's, uh, anyway, I just want to make sure they got that. Yeah, let's yeah. do some QA. Sorry about that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's it's a great report. So um, awesome. Okay, we do have questions here regarding some of the things you just started to touch on. One of them is, you know, uh, the experts are saying that it's time to invest in hard assets. Can you explain what hard assets are and what do you think about purchasing gold right now? Is it a good idea to purchase gold? Yes, so I do think it's a good idea. I'll, I'll uh, let 
Chad comment as well, but hard assets are real estate, gold. They're, they're things that are not paper assets. So they are things that have intrinsic value, like land, for example, that's a hard asset. Real estate, other than land, like housing, single family housing, other kinds of real estate, that's a hard asset. Gold is a hard asset. And then you have commodities just in general, everything from something like corn to oil, anything that's more of a commodity is a hard asset. And uh, so those are the kinds of things hard assets do well in recessionary times. And so those are the types of things. And then Chad, if you want to add to that. Yeah, I mean, those are the most common hard assets that we invest in. You know, you could look at oil and gas as well. Um, certainly my personal opinion would be you know, buying gold and silver, you know, a little bit at a time, you know, right? Just as a as a monthly practice or periodic practice. Um, I never encourage people to go all in on on anything at one time. Uh, but I do think tying it back to your charts, Billy, I think until interest rates settle down, uh, gold and silver will stay around this price range. I do think that once interest rates level out, they stop raising rates, I think we'll see hard assets really take off even more. Awesome, thank you. This is a question from Nathaniel, who's watching on YouTube. And this is a great question, Nathaniel. He says, Wells Fargo has pulled out of the residential mortgage market. BlackRock is buying up rentable residential assets. Are we moving into a real estate environment that is pushing the working class out of home ownership? Billy, do you want to start that one? Yeah, so, you know, there's no question that large corporations right now, investment funds, as well as, you know, companies like BlackRock, which is probably the largest investment company out there, as well as probably the most woke <laughs> investment company out there. So I think what's happening is we are seeing competition in the real estate market from these large corporations that are kind of uh, absorbing supply and inventory, and they're going to be buying as well during this, this same time. Now, Wells Fargo is an actual lender, uh, of course, a bank, and so they, uh, I think one of the reasons that they're pulling out is because they, in their own thought processes, probably don't really know what interest rates are going to do. They know they're going to go up. I don't mean that. But what I mean is by that is that there's not as much uh, traffic, consumer traffic, actually borrowing those funds because the interest rates have gone up. And so when they look at what, you know, the lack of profit is probably coming specifically into that division in their bank, then that's one of the reasons they're not doing it. May not be the only reason, but it's one of the absolute primary reasons. And so, but there's still, there's still people out there lending. And, uh, but what I've said to everybody in this arena, when it comes, we're talking real estate now, when it comes to real estate itself, I really, I really think that we're, we're going to have to get into well into the summer in my mind and then reevaluate and then what are continue to evaluate and one of the things that has to happen in the real estate market is the psychology of of everybody's psychology when they look at the real estate market i'm talking about single families when that psychology kind of flips it'll flip and when it does, then all of a sudden, everybody thinks real estate's not a good buy. When you hear that, that's the time you want to start buying. 
Wow, that's yeah. great. Amen. That's okay. uh, uh, real quick, Billy. You know, yeah. they, don't, they don't ring a bell. They don't ring a bell when it's time to get out or, or to get in, but it'll happen. There'll be some black swan event, whether that's uh, China invading Taiwan, uh, whether that is any number of things like that. And that'll be that that'll be what'll turn. And what Billy's referring to is the sentiment, you know, right? It's the sentiment of things, how people and Billy's chart at the beginning talked about the economy. Two thirds of the economy is what you and I spend. So when the sentiment changes, it could change quickly based on a geopolitical event. And then um, that's when you're going to start seeing these opportunities. Wow, that's great. Uh, Chad, I'm going to direct this to you first, and then we'll have Billy comment as well. But we're hearing a lot about the Great Reset. Can you explain what that means? What is the Great Reset? And what is the end game for the Great Reset? Well, I mean, uh, you know, the Great Reset primarily centers around, you know, the uh, World Economic Forum and, and what goes on in Davos, Switzerland. Uh, which is happening this month. It's it's the meeting of the leading intellectual minds and government leaders and business. And um, so a lot of that, you know, I think we could tie a lot of that to what will eventually happen in the end times with the book of Revelation, but not to do a Bible study here. But obviously, as Christians, we know that, that, things, that things are going to get bad in the economy. And, and there is this whole other culture of thinking uh, and the Great Reset is really centered around, you know, socialism, taking over um, capitalism, healthcare, land, you know, things of that nature, really their own agenda. I don't think it's anything to be scared about, but we do need to be aware that there's this invisible hand out there that is, is really organizing. You know, you look at what's happening with um, the European Union and things like that. Uh, we want to be aware of it. Uh, but we want we want to move against it right in the power of the spirit. But Billy, I'll let you add more more context to that. No, I think that's great, Chad. What you said is is absolutely there, and and that's and what happens is that you know that that people uh, uh, meaning in the Great Reset, they're there's the people that are at the tops of the economic mountains that want to see mm -hmm. a shift. We see that happening. For example, and it's not a shift toward the kingdom; it's a shift away from the kingdom and more toward socialism and even bartering into communism in the in the mindset, mm -hmm. because then they're able to control it in a you know in a greater way. Now, the flip of that is is when we start talking about that is that there there are some things in the economy just generally that we are going to not the great reset, but we're going to see reset that that happens but that reset could actually end up being to our advantage and to bless us and so the but not the great reset in in the context in which it's used is more as the way that chad described it but there is going to be opportunity that is going to come to us separate from the what what people describe as the great reset we're going to have opportunity in this next in these next uh probably year year and a half 
Awesome, you guys. Well, I can hardly believe it, but we are out of time. Uh, and I just want to thank you, Billy. Thank you, Chad, so much. And thank you, Truth and Liberty, Andrew and Richard, for having us on. Yes. Uh, we really appreciate it. To learn more, go to wealthbuilders.org. We want to thank you for being a part of the program tonight. God bless you, and thank you for supporting Truth and Liberty. Have a great night. Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net. 